Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this at 3.12 p.m. on Wednesday, April 29th. You will be seeing it in your feed Thursday morning. It's been an interesting day. We had our first estimate of U.S. economic growth in the first quarter, and it was not good, gang. It was down 4.8% on an annualized basis. Essentially, think of it this way. January was probably a pretty good month. February was probably a pretty good month. The first week of March was pretty good. And then boom, almost like the last two weeks of March were so bad that all economic activity dropped off and we had a really rotten quarter. It was the worst economic quarter for the economy since the Great Recession. It was first contraction since 2014. We had a couple, I think I talked about that. But, you know, it's amazing to me. Like, if you go back to 2009 and we were seeing payrolls being cut by, you know, 700,000 jobs or more in a month, the decline wasn't as steep as what we're going through right now. Also, I noted, Mark, I don't know if you saw this, the personal savings rate was 9.6%. 9.6%. That's the highest level in almost eight years. I think it's going up. I think we're going to get up around 12, I bet. You're also going to wake up and in a couple of hours, we're going to find out about weekly jobless claims. Consensus estimate is for three and a half million new filings for unemployment. That might even be understating it. It's amazing to me because we got a poll out from the Economic Policy Institute, which found that somewhere between 10 and 14 million people who have lost their jobs since March 15th have not yet been able to apply for unemployment benefits. And maybe it's because they couldn't register or the systems were down and maybe they haven't tried to apply because they heard terrible stories. But it's unbelievable to me. We might be understating. We, we're going to have 30 million people filing for claims, and that might even understate the unemployment problem in this country. <sighs> All right. On to happier things. I was just saying to Mark before we came on the show that you know markets are up pretty strong as I speak here with the uh, 45 minutes left in the trading session with stocks up about 3%. And although I preach to you that I do not want you to time the market, this is a market that is begging me to sell it, I think. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I promise. I'm not. I I do practice what I preach, but I don't get it, man. Maybe investors just think that the Fed and the government's coming to the rescue. We'll see. I hope so. Let's get to your questions. If you would like to chat with us, all you have to do is send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And this is from Kathy, who says she loves the show. No, that's nice. Her son-in-law is 45. He's being influenced by a friend who claims to know what is coming to our economy. The friend has advocated buying silver coins as a hedge against future inflation. I remember going through this in the 80s and getting stung because of the Hunt brothers trying to corner the market. My real question is, how does printing all this money by the government not lead to inflation in the future? And why would that happen? The simpler your explanation, the better I'll understand it. Well, I don't know. Maybe there will be inflation this time. I don't know. But what I do know is that if you're really worried about inflation, buying silver coins or gold bars may not be your best bet. Maybe a better bet would be to buy a government securities fund, mutual fund that is inflation protected. Those are treasury inflation protected securities. I think that if you if you consider this, that you know, it's not that 
it will automatically lead to inflation. It's just that, you know, the question is, will the Federal Reserve be able to head off future inflation? And we don't know that yet. So if you're really worried about inflation, I wouldn't buy a physical metals. And maybe if you're really scared, you could buy a precious metals mutual fund or an ETF. But again, avoid these bars and coins, please. Okay. Michael writes, I listened to your podcast. I want to thank you for the great advice. I bought my mother an annuity seven years ago. It's coming due this May. Realizing that it has higher fees than most securities, I would like to put her into some type of income-based investments. My mother and father live together. They have separate incomes. Both are retired. My mother is able to live on her social security. The annuity has a value of $350,000. And I would like to produce some income while also preserving the principal. The money would be used for vacations, extra items that make my mom's life easier. I was thinking about opening an account at Vanguard and buying low-cost ETFs that are income-producing. Can you make some recommendations? Well, first, may I point out that before you count that three hundred fifty grand in that annuity, I want to understand, is this an annuity inside of a retirement account or is it a non-qualified annuity? It's important. Here's why. If it's inside of an IRA account, You could roll over the proceeds from that annuity into anything you want, and there's no tax liability. But if it's not, there's going to be a tax due if you pull out of the annuity. And we should understand what that tax liability is. In terms of creating income for your mom, I think you could certainly try to create an account that will do that. I just want to also warn you that unless you know what you're doing, this could get a little sticky. So yes, you could buy low-cost exchange-traded funds that are income-producing, but the value is going to fluctuate. How is she going to feel about that? Maybe you shouldn't put all of the proceeds into this account. Maybe, just maybe, you should think about this and try to come up with a game plan where you say, you don't say how old she is, but perhaps, you know, keep a couple of years in cash and have that be able to fund her needs and then Some of the money would go into riskier stuff, but you really have to be careful with this. And it's always a little tricky when the kids are managing the money. That's what I think. So let me know if you have follow-up questions. I just would want to know a little bit more. Most importantly, is this a non-qualified or qualified annuity? Is it inside of a retirement account or not? Lisa writes, she's 52, divorced 11 years ago. And she said, prior to the divorce, I withdrew 100% of my retirement from the T- from a TSP account. I was civil service, which was $64,000 and uh, paid taxes on the withdrawal. Fast forward to now. I've managed to save $31,000, which doesn't seem like much, but to me, it's a decent amount having started from zero. I know it sounds crazy, but I have 31000 in cash. I've been renting since the divorce. My goal is to save for a house again someday and for retirement. I would like to purchase a home in an adult community in three years when I will be 55 and continue to work full-time until retirement. What's the best thing to do with my savings at this point? I would like to get the savings in a bank account because it has gotten to the point where I'm seriously putting my money at risk by keeping the cash at hand. I don't know if you should buy a place. You're going to have to run the numbers to see whether buying something for you makes a lot of sense, Lisa. But here's what I would say. 30 grand seems like a lot of money to me. Go to depositaccounts.com depositaccounts.com. Okay. And there you will find CDs and you can find a one, two, three year CD. You can buy a higher yielding savings account or money market account and put it in there and don't touch it. 
just don't put it at risk. Glenn wants to know if there are any programs for gig workers who augment their income with gigs. Someone else asked me this, Mark, and I'm pretty sure that you can. In other words, if you're a full-time employee, but on the side, you made 20 grand driving an Uber and you lose that income, can you claim unemployment on that gig income? I think you might be able to. I would certainly try. Not to say you're going to get it, but I just would be very clear that you should at least try. Jim writes that we were impressed with your piece, oh, Linda and Jim, with your piece this morning on how retail may change. Other things that may increase in popularity may also be tap to pay using your phone rather than a credit card and the clerkless store pioneered by Amazon. Just as we now avoid food service venues with low sanitation ratings, it may be that social distancing and use of masks will be a new standard. We enjoy your work. We always find it informative. Thanks, Linda and Jim. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, by the way, is the salad bar dead? Pretty sure it is. Okay, here is your last one, says Mark. This is from Sunil, and it's a follow-up. Great advice. Thank you. I loved your 3T assessment, triage, transition, and transformation. It applies at a personal level as well. So he says, I'm triaging all my credit card and bank statements to see what I need and what I can do without to save during this time. I'm transitioning from higher service fees to lower ones to save, and I'm transforming my way of life, walk, exercise every day, meditation time, not being obsessed about work, and pondering about the times with you and Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You rock. Yay. Thanks, Sunil. That's a nice way to end it. You're right, Mark. Okay. We will be back with you tomorrow. We will tell you what those weekly claims were. Whatever it is, it's going to be terrible. If you need help, just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And you can always go to jillonmoney.com. That's our website. You can listen to past shows and you can read the stuff that we write and you can watch TV stuff and check out the resource section. Mark has beefed that up. It's gorgeous right now. So thank you for listening. Maintain your social distancing, wear your mask, get some exercise, take a walk, at least go outside. Even if it's raining, go outside. Don't stay in all day long. Do something nice for somebody. Please go out and lift somebody up. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.